but there's a difference between like being consistently on a path of resistance the whole way through and making it way harder than it needs to be versus being in alignment and coming across challenges that are meant to expand you and teach you bigger lessons and show you your strength and make you better. Welcome to Real with Teal. This world is evolving, my friends. We are elevating as a collective, and it is my mission to expand your mindset and see the realness. You will be hearing from the top thought leaders, change makers, and entrepreneurs across all industries on how energy, intuition, manifestation, and consciousness have all played a massive role in their success and fulfillment. I'm your host, Teal Cooper. Let's get real. Today's episode is with one of my good friends, Christina Rice, or better known as Christina, the channel. So Christina is an intuitive channel, a energy healer, author of her recently published book, Manifestation Mastery, How to Shift Your Reality and Co-Create with the Universe, and founder of Ahai 7D Energy Healing. I've been a client of Christina, so I can confidently claim that it was the catalyst for multiple breakthroughs and awakenings that happened in my life. I'm like pretty confident that she has that effect on a lot of people where, you know, she has a session with them and their world kind of just like flip upside down in the best way possible. In this chat, we get real and we talk about a wide variety of topics. We go all the way from nutrition and her background to how she got into spirituality and really just diving deep on the universe and understanding that we as humans living in this program have been conditioned to make life so much harder on ourselves than it actually needs to be. And we really get into, you know, some misconceptions that a lot of people have around manifestation and how we can rewire our minds and like subconscious programming around all of it and really to understand how the universe works and how energy works and how we can leverage these universal laws to really create flow and make our lives way easier on ourselves. And not only that, but also create our dream life and live our absolute best fucking life. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did and make sure you give Christina a follow at Christina, the channel on Instagram, because her content does not disappoint. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Calling the guides. Calling the guides. Whatever is meant to be said will be said. This is all going to be kept in it. Whatever is meant to be. <laughs> oh man. Oh, Christina. I, I always, I always just set the intention that whatever is, whatever has to come through comes through. And I've learned that I'm best when I don't plan. Amen. When I, when sister. I don't try, when I just speak and I have no idea what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck we're going to talk about. Wait, Actually, I do. Honest, right? Yeah. Okay. okay, cool. Yeah. I have I mean, an idea, but I'm like I, have, for whatever. I want it to just go well and flow. Here's the thing. I've been on a lot of podcasts and I believe that you're going to do a really good job because you won't be afraid to probe and ask <laughs> and ask. I'm a prober. The real questions, real with Teal which is what I like. I'm, I, it's, I don't know. I'm on so many podcasts and people just ask me these like 
really basic questions and I want to go somewhere deeper. Yes. Interesting. You have to get real. Yeah. And do you know that my podcast before was called wellness realness? You told me that. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love the word realness. Yeah. Me too. It's very, I feel like my vibe, your vibe, like just straight to the point. Yes. Direct. Very blunt. Yeah. I'm very blunt. I love it. Hey, can't stand the surface level. Yeah. It's not my my cup of tea, not either of our cup of teas. Well, for those who don't know, Christina, like, I'm just like, how Hi. do you even introduce yourself? I, I avoid it. Like, how, what do you even explain that you do? Hi. Because you do a million yeah. different things. And I want everyone to get to know you. I, I honestly avoid the question. Yeah. Like I would like, I don't even know where to begin. I, I tend to just introduce myself based on like whatever the, the context is. Okay. You know? So depending on why someone's coming to me. So my background, right. I worked in holistic nutrition for a long time. So I worked as a functional nutritional therapy practitioner and focused on people with chronic illness, specifically gut issues, uh, amenorrhea. Uh, those are the main things that I focused on. And I was really good at chronic illness and that came from my own health history. And that led me to energy healing and energy work because it was the kind of thing where, you know, like me, a lot of my clients, I tried all the things, done all the biohacks, done all the diets, done all the weird clinical trials and we're still sick. Right. So you have to look at trauma and what's underneath the surface. And so that's what led me to energy work. And I started seeing results for myself. I incorporated that into my, uh, you know, protocols with clients and people were getting really incredible results. And through that process, my intuition really opened up and my whole life changed. And, I had built my practice really quickly and kind of throughout that whole process, people were always asking me how I built my business. And so I kind of just fell into business coaching. I was already doing it on the side just because people were asking me. Yeah. And I hit this point where I was, I felt like the chapter of working with nutrition clients was very much done. And I got very clear guidance intuitively, like this chapter is done. So I went on to business coaching and, you know, this whole time I was still always doing energy work kind of like on the side, but it was part of my business that wasn't public. And I was, what was the public business? The public business was all the nutrition stuff. I was talking about all, all about food and nutrition, uh, you know, health, wellness, all the podcasting and the energy healing stuff. And people knew I did that, but it was like, I was running this whole in-person business first in LA and then in San Diego that nobody knew about. And I never had to advertise. It was always full. I always had plenty of people coming in and it was like, I was living this double life. And for a while people had no idea unless they knew me in person or what they were an in-person client. They had no idea like that. I was really psychic and how much energy work was a huge part of my life. Um, so did you know you were psychic up until I really, that moment? I didn't, I didn't until, you know, maybe like five years ago when I started doing energy work, like for myself and, and as, as a client and working in that capacity for the health issues I was having. And that's when I saw my first psychic and it totally changed my life. And I opened up to it because my doctor said, he was like, you should go see this, this woman. I've been referring a lot of my clients to her and I really trusted him. Um, you know, he's, he works in the ER and it has Western training, but, uh, is, a, you know, a functional doctor. So he also has the whole holistic approach and I was very rooted in science and logic. And that's how I've always, that's how I was conditioned to view the world, you know? That's I was crazy. always like, like the, it's really funny because people who meet me now, yeah, knowing you now, I'm like, I can't imagine that Christina. Yeah. I was just talking to my friend about this last night and she was like, I only know this version of you. 
but it's funny because anybody who, who knew me from before, I would say 20, it's like, they don't understand who I am now because it was like a 180, like a total 180. And that was a huge ego death for me too, you know? Um, and people just can't relate. And they're like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Right. And I had all this pressure on me, like to be the doctor, to be the lawyer, like Christina is a smart one. Christina is the perfect one. Christina is a straight A student. Christina runs all of the extracurriculars. Like I was that kind of person. And it felt like this big ego death when, you know, I felt like my future was planned out for me in, in terms of what I was expected to do and, you know, what was going to make me successful. And I was like, I, I don't want to do this. Like, this sounds horrible. It sounds truly horrible. And I was like, I'm going all in on all this weird stuff. (laughs) And I didn't really care because you know, that time in my life when we've talked about, like I was really sick at a young age and it just put everything into perspective and it forced my personality to change. And I used to overthink everything. I used to worry about everything. I was such a perfectionist and I was really depressed. I had a lot of anxiety. And when you're 20 years old and all of your friends are going to parties and you're, you know, I had to drop out of school and I was literally from eight to five every day, going to doctor's appointments, going to see specialists fighting for my life. It really put things into perspective because I genuinely woke up every day and I was like, I, my, my doctors would say like, you know, you could die. Like my organs were shutting down. Right. And so that made me realize like, who have I been living for? And at the end of the day, would I rather be happy and just do the things that bring me joy? Or am I going to continue to live my life for other people and what other people are telling me is going to make me successful. And I just, that was when I really shifted into this. I don't give a fuck attitude. Like I just, I was like, I don't have time to. And for me also realizing a lot of the things that, you know, people worry about like body image and Johnny made out with Susie and, oh my God, I can't believe it's like all this stupid drama. I remember just like my tolerance for that. I was like, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't, I don't care. Like I actually don't care. And it just put everything into perspective. And I realized all the stupid shit I was worrying about and how much it cared what other people thought of me. And then I hit that point where I'm like, if I died next week, am I going, it sounds brutal, but like, that's how I was genuinely thinking. Uh, I was like, I can't wait. I'm not going to waste my time doing this, you know? So it very much changed my personality. And I'm really, really grateful for that. Um, And it made me really open because I mean, it forced me to surrender. I've always been a really open person. I'm just somebody like, there's nothing you could tell me that I would be like, no way. Like, I'm just very open. I'm, I'm very, for as opinionated as I am, I'm very non-judgmental, which sometimes people can't really connect, but I'm very non-judgmental. I'm super open because I get it. And when you're pushed to the brink, like I've done all kinds of crazy shit to try and heal my body. I was so desperate because I had to be, and I really know the universe put me in that position to force me to just be open to whatever. And I wouldn't have found spirituality. I wouldn't have tapped into my intuitive gifts again. Had I not been pushed to that point where I was like, I will literally try anything. And when my doctor brought that up, like go see this intuitive, start doing this energy work. It's really helping a lot of my patients. I was at a point where I was, I was available for that. I was like, I don't care. Like tell me to rub grapefruit all over my body. If it's going to heal me, I don't give a shit. Like I was going to do anything. And had, had he suggested that had anybody suggested I go see a psychic, like even just a year before I probably would have been like, no, but I was, I was willing to do anything. Yeah. You're at rock bottom yeah. and like forced to surrender. And she was like real deal. She's really hard to get into. And it was funny because a lot of my friends have been trying to get in to see her. And she's the way it works is you like pay for your appointment 
And then there's like a 24 hour review process and she will cancel if she doesn't feel like it's the right time. And so a lot of, I had the one friend, she's like, I've been trying to get in for a year and she keeps canceling my appointment, but I got in on the first try. So it was like, okay, I'm supposed to come. And she was, I know a lot of people aren't lucky enough to have like a legit person the first time, but she was legit. And I'm, I had no idea what to expect. I walked in, it was a 90 minute session. I really said, I didn't say much. I just said, she said, what do you want to focus on? I said, I want to talk about business. I want to talk about relationships and I want to talk about my health. So we basically spent 30 minutes on each and she was just writing and sharing things. And I really said nothing. And she was, there aren't that many intuitives that are that on the money with future timelines, but she had things to the date, like to this day, I think she's probably the, wow. the best intuitive I've ever come across. Um, but because she was so on point and I could just feel the frequency, I was like, this is truth. I'm feeling it in my body. Uh, and every, every single thing she said came true and it was right on the money. And even with my health stuff, like she picked something up that, um, she picked up that I had a hydrogen sulfide SIBO, which was a big part of what I needed to figure out. And cause that's just a lesser known form of SIBO. And so then I went deep down the rabbit hole there, which I know I had to do because I know a lot of the stuff I've written about hydrogen sulfide SIBO has helped a lot of people because not that many people talk about that form because you have to approach it completely differently than the other forms of SIBO. Wow. Um, so that, you know, that was part of the process, but I mean, she, I mean, she told me I was going to move to San Diego. She told me, uh, we're in LA. Yeah. I was in LA at the time. I was like, I'm not moving to San Diego. I was like, I fucking love it here. Um, <laughs> these are my glory days. Right. <laughs> but yeah, every single thing she said, and she had at the time, a part of my business, I had a business partner. She was like, she's going to quit in seven weeks. You guys are still going to be friends. There won't be bad blood. And I, it was just like, so on point wow. and something she said, she looked at me and she just started crying and she goes, you know, you're going to do this. And I was like, do what? She's like, what I do. And I was like, no, I was like, I'm like really good at nutrition. I was like, people like fly in from across the world to see me. Like, I'm like really good at this. And, and I was just really young. Right. And I was like thriving and really in my flow. Like I had so many opportunities come my way. Cause I was so in alignment at that time, like in that way. And I was just like, yeah, I don't think so. And she's like, just watch, like, you're going to do this and you're going to write books and you're going to speak. And I was just like, um, yeah. Okay. Right. But after I talked to her, it just, and this is how it works, right? You meet that one person and they're the catalyst. And after yeah. that, it was sign after sign. And I started having a lot of very prophetic dreams. I've always had very vivid dreams my entire life. Um, but they had kind of dulled down or I wasn't paying attention to the signs as much. And I had this dream, an angel came to me and said, you need to study Reiki. And I thought, I mean, I was just kind of already in this energy of like, wherever the universe blows me, I'm just going to try it out because I have nothing to lose because everything I was trying logically, scientifically, you know, all in the research, none of it was working. And I was very resentful. I'm like, I have, I have spent so much time, so deep in the research, so deep in the science I've done everything right. And like just my personality, I'm a perfectionist. If I know the protocol, if I know the instructions, I will be perfect at it. I will be fucking perfect at it. And it wasn't working. And I was seeing specialist after specialist. And because of my podcast, I, I had the privilege of, of talking with some of the, the top doctors and specialists in the world who I got connected with through my show, whether I was interviewing them or they're friends of friends, people that other people don't have access to. And I was consistently the mystery case. And I was so frustrated. Like, what is wrong with me? Where all these people that they're like, it was just time after time. I can't help you. 
And I was like, what am I missing? You know? So anyway, I started studying, um, energy healing. I like bought a book and then my friend was like, you should see this feng shui woman. I was like, okay. She's like, she does feng shui and she does massage. And I'm like, sounds good to me. <laughs> like, so she comes, she walks in my door and she sees my Reiki book. And she's like, do you do Reiki? And I was like, I think I'm supposed to like study. And I, I, I honestly had zero idea what Reiki was. And I didn't know any of this. Yeah. This is so and, interesting. and she was like, oh, well, I'm a Reiki master. And in that moment, it's so funny. Cause now this is totally something I would do. But at the time that's so unlike me, I was like, I think you're supposed to be my Reiki master. She was like, Okay. And she hadn't had a student in a while. Um, but after that, she like became my spiritual mentor. And I'm so grateful for her because most Reiki trainings are like weekend workshops. It was like a whole mentorship. And the way she taught me Reiki was she taught me to open up my intuitive gifts. And it was this longer process. And I felt really trained and really prepared. And so I'm just really grateful for that because a lot of people don't get trained in that way. And they just go to this weekend workshop and they're like, what the hell do I do? And most people who are trained in energy healing aren't also trained in their intuitive abilities. Um, but for me, as I just started doing the energy healing, you know, it was a totally new realm. I was like, this is so out of my comfort zone. Like, what am I doing? Like, and I was like, oh my God, if my parents know I was doing this, they think I'm just off my rocker. Like, you know, I was like, but I'm like, but I feel good. Like, I, I just feel good. And at this point, what, what the hell, whatever. Right. I'm, I, I had this very vivid dream. I can't just ignore it. Like it's right there. And as I was doing the energy work, I was just getting all of this information. And so I would just tell people what I was saying. And it was the reaction I got. It was always like right on the money. People were crying. Like, how did you know that I was getting dates? I was getting times. I was getting ages. I was getting specific memories. And it was just this experience again and again of like, you can't make this shit up. I'm like, I'm not like, it was just so specific and so random again and again. I was like, I guess I'm just like good at this, you know? And then I started incorporating that in with my nutrition clients at the time. And I started going off of what I had been taught in nutrition school and started doing the wacky shit that was coming through intuitively and people were getting better. And I just was like, because I understand from a client perspective, it's like, I'm sorry. I don't care if you give me 20 studies on something. (laughs) You can give me 20 studies saying that this is going to work, but what if it actually doesn't work in my body? Like, what about the outliers? And for me, I mean, most people who spew off their studies, it's like, have you been trained in how to read a scientific article? Have you been trained in the psychology of how studies are run? Like studying psych, you know, we learned all about how most studies, like I can peel apart any study and find a bunch of things that are wrong. And what about like all of the outliers? Right. And when I'm like, from a client perspective, I'm like, all I care about is what's going to work because I know what it feels like to to do the right thing, do all these protocols perfectly. And it's not working. And I'm like, I don't care how crazy it sounds. Just like I would do anything to heal. And so then as the practitioner, I had to put my ego aside and put my nutrition training aside. Um, because I was like, I am here to support people in healing. And so we need to get out of our ego and what we're taught is right and figure out what's going to work for you. And I don't care if it doesn't make sense. If it heals your body, then let's do it. Right. And I triggered a lot of people in the health space. It was very interesting how this happened. The health space is like, I mean, it's like religion. It's like keto vegan, like, and I came from the keto paleo space was really into keto for like a long time. I mean, I didn't eat sugar. I didn't eat fruit, like any artificial sweeteners for three to four years straight. I was like deep in that space, low carb space. And then I started being like, 
let's get out of here. And I've tried every diet. I've done all the weird shit. I did carnivore for eight months. I've done the potato diet. You know, I did raw vegan. I've done literally everything. And it was funny because as I started getting out of like the keto space, all my friends, like a lot of them just like dropped me. I'm like, this is so weird. You guys are upset that I'm eating differently. It was so strange. Um, and so I just started realizing like, I don't know. I just became really detached. I was like, I just care about what, what helps people. And the deeper I got into intuition and spirituality, I was like, this shit works. And I got really into brain rewiring, um, like through that process and realizing, wow, my thoughts control my whole reality. And my thoughts are also making me sick. And I started really approaching like healing from that perspective and doing a lot more brain rewiring, neural reprogramming and seeing how much that shifted my whole life. And then I was incorporating those principles into my business. And when I did, it just exploded. Right. And people were just watching me people were just watching me and people were reaching out, like, what are you doing? You know? So I just followed what worked for me. And I don't really care if people judge it because I'm like, you can judge it, but like, I mean, it's working. You can't make this shit up. Yeah. You just can't. It's just like too many undeniable experiences. Um, so yeah. It makes so much sense. Like, I don't know. I think probably then it was more whack and crazy for yeah. like someone from the nutrition space to be like talking about spirituality and intuition and brain rewiring, but like, there's no other way to really get to the bottom of your unique code because mm-hmm. we're all so different. I don't know. It just, it like, makes so much sense. So like when you were going through the, the journey of kind of like the transition of, okay, I'm going to start using my intuition to guide me. Mm -hmm. Did you just get all this information where you knowing where it was coming from and where you like, everyone has this gift and like, I'm just remembering it or how did that look? Well, I realized the thing about intuition that I always tell people, and it's, it's, I can say it a million times, but until you experience it, you don't fully get it. I think of it's not like developing something you don't already have. It's realizing the voice that's always been within you the whole way through. I you know, that. so most people think that they're not intuitive. And I'm like, no, it's just that you think it's your thoughts and mm. those are your downloads. And it's starting to discern like what's my soul versus what's my ego. And it's already been within you. And I realized I was like, oh, I've been hearing this all along. It yeah. sounds like me, but it's I'm starting to discern the difference in the tone and where it's coming from. Uh, and a lot of the things that I just thought were normal that I thought everybody picked up on. I'm like, Oh, that's like psychic information. Like that's the thing about intuition. It's almost so obvious that you miss it. So for example, something I've always been really good at is reading a room. I'm all I've, I mean, this is what made me really good at sales at marketing. Uh, I've always been like the mediator. I've always been the matchmaker. I'm like really good at, at diffusing situations and shifting energy in a room. I mean, to, to basically get what I want to happen, to be honest. Right. Um, which I think when I was really little, I probably used for not the best intentions. As I got older, I was like, I need to use this gift for good, (laughs) right. To like calm down a situation. But I also had a lot of volatile experiences growing up that it was, a a way I protected myself was using that ability to like calm the energy down. And I've always been able to, like, I can sit next to somebody and like tell how they're feeling and what they're thinking, or this feeling of like in conversation, I don't even realize I'm doing it with, I didn't realize that this was like, I was doing it, but I can be talking to someone and I'm picking up on all these frequencies, these other thoughts behind what they're saying. So I'm not even listening to what they're saying. I'm listening to like the energy underneath what they're saying. Yeah. Right. So it's like all all of those little things are just like being able to feel how other people are feeling like in my body, like feeling their emotions, 
all of that is psychic information that like everybody really feels right. And everybody has different strengths. I mean, think about when you go into a room and you can, you can just, you can feel you're like, you could cut the tension with a knife. Like that's your clairsentience. That's you knowing psychically, like you're feeling the energy or, you know, when you leave a group of people and you're like, I'm drained, like you're feeling the energy, you know? So it's not anything that you don't already have. It's just, we haven't fully recognized it. And so I started to put into context, all of these different experiences I had as a kid where like, I was, I mean, very tapped in and even things I was seeing, like I thought other people, I thought everybody saw energy fields. I thought everybody saw like floating orbs everywhere. Like I just saw all of this was normal. Yeah. Um, and then I started to realize, oh, the stuff that's just like second nature to me is my intuition. And so now I'm just paying attention to it. Um, it's interesting. Cause if you ask other people, like when yeah. you were a kid, did you have like an imaginary friend mm-hmm. or like do anything that seemed like out of the ordinary? Like yeah. when I told you, I, I knew I could fly. Yeah. You're like, that's like, what did you say? You're like, that's, I don't know. Like something psychic. I was fucking convinced I well, could fly as a kid. You're remembering. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that could be a number of things, right? Like if you're having, you're in the astral and you're flying, but it's like, you're just remembering, uh, other lifetimes, other experiences, other incarnations. Like, yeah, of course you can. Right. You're like, remembering, like, you're not limited by this 3d matrix matrix experience. And then as we get older, it's like the program kind of like brainwashes us Mm -hmm. and like makes you trick yourself out of your intuition. And like what you just said, I think will open up so many people's minds. It's so, it like spoke so deeply to me of like, it's just coming back to remembering you always had it yeah. and discerning. And this is where this crosses over with brain re- rewiring a lot. And when we're doing neural reprogramming, I have, I have a company where we uh, teach coaches to do neural reprogramming for their clients. And we go back to listening to your intuition and you want to go back to what are all those little moments as a kid where somebody taught you, you can't trust yourself. We live in a society where people don't trust themselves. People are like lack confidence. You're like, texting five of your friends, what should I wear? Every time you're thinking about something, you're going to Google it. Like think about how many times a day you look externally to validate something that you know, right? We're taught in school, like, well, how did you get that answer? Where'd you get it? Show me the work. How do you know the answer, right? And and you're taught like, oh, I have to have proof for this to be okay. If it's coming just from me, it's not good enough. I have to have external validation, which wow, makes no fucking like sense, right? But go back to, these are the little moments that teach you as a kid, like I can't trust myself when you're like, mom, I'm, I'm full. I don't want that. And she's like, you haven't eaten enough food. You have to eat this in that, in that moment, you learn as a child, I can't trust my hunger signals, right? You're outside. You're like, I'm really cold. I need a jacket. And you're, you're fine. It's hot. You're fine. You're good. Right. And these are moments like it's, it's unintentional, right? It's not, um, ill-intentioned at all, but these are these little moments as a child, when you're so intuitive, you're so open, you know what you need, right? Kids know what they need. They know what they want to eat. They know what doesn't sound good. They intuitively know, like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go there. Right. I don't, I remember, I remember my parents, I remember one time we were in Hawaii and they were trying to put me in this like camp. And I was like crawling out of my skin. I must've been like three or four. And I was like, I cannot go. And I was kicking, screaming and my parents like, stop. And I remember going and they forced me to go and I was crying. And this kid was really bullying me. And I was like, that was my intuition being like, don't, it's not safe for me. It's not safe for me. Right. But all of these moments where we are dismissed in what we need, right. And what we want and expressing that. And they're just these little moments. They, those moments teach us, you can't trust yourself. And then we get older and we think, 
I can't trust my hunger signals. I can't trust my intuition. I need to ask this person. I need this external validation. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we end up here where we live in a world where people cannot fucking think for themselves. And people believe all of these lies, right? All the time. Like, and it's like, how did we get there? Well, it spiraled. And at what point are you going to be like, I fucking know. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, it's like when people know they're in a relationship and it's like, it's not the right relationship. And how long does it take us to go back and forth? Well, maybe, I don't know. He's right on paper. I mean, maybe I'm overthinking. It's like you fucking know, right? And we go yeah. back and forth. And these are all the places that we've been taught. We can't trust ourselves. And who does that serve? That serves everybody that's trying to control us. That serves the agenda that serves us. Hey, you need to be in the nine to five system. You need to trust big farming you need to trust the government. Like that's who that serves. That's deep programming. Oh my God. And it, it all fucking comes back down. Like <laughs> every Sorry, single so. thing yeah. that's far was amazing yeah. but like it all comes down to being in alignment it all just yeah. hit me it's like if 100%. you're not in alignment with yourself because no one else knows your life your path what's best for you than you then you're not going to be happy you're not going to be fulfilled yeah so it's like okay how do we get to that place after years of being brainwashed in the system <sighs> well oh god i mean it's a it's a process right and it's like it can be in human design, they say seven years of deconditioning. <laughs> and I think about who I was like five years ago. I mean, I'm still always unpacking layers of this, but to be honest, I think a lot of this work, it's not sexy, right? It's like, it sucks. What is people think it sucks. I think the first place to start, it's always with detox, right? And this is true with raising your frequency. It's more about what you release than what you add in because you can add in all kinds of high vibe things. If you're still holding on to all of those anchors, those low frequency people, situations, that job you hate, whatever it is, anger, resentment, all those low frequency emotions, you're still anchored down, right? That's what they talk about in the book. It's like, you're the balloon, you're naturally high frequency. So what are the things holding you down? And I think just when you think about detox in general, I think about that, like, the way I, I mean, I view everything as energy, right? You know, that's like my perspective on business is very different. I see it all as energetics. Everything is consciousness. And so when we think about what are we consuming? Well, the same way, like I am picky as fuck with my diet, right? I'm not going to put artificial dyes and crap into my body because that's my physical vessel and affecting all the cells in my body. Well, what else am I consuming? I'm consuming music. I'm consuming conversation, right? I'm consuming sense. I'm thinking about everything I'm consuming all day long. Right. And so to me, me being in a conversation with somebody who is negative and toxic, that's the same as me, like eating McDonald's. I'm still consuming something that's not good for me. Like, how is that affecting my, my energy field? And I think that something that is really important is spending more time alone and giving yourself a full detox of other people, because most people are inundated with everybody else's opinions and thoughts and energy. And I usually once a year will go on a week trip by myself and I have no technology. Most people are so afraid of this. I'm like, this is my, I love it. <laughs> so I'll go away for about a week. No zero technology, no phone, no computer, no TV. And it's just me, myself and I, and when I do that, it usually takes me about three to four days to like shift into this space where I'm like, Oh, I'm really with me. And that is wild to me because it's like, I realize I'm like for those three to four days, I'm by myself. I'm not talking to anybody, but it's not until after I make that energetic shift that I realized I was still like feeling other people's anxiety. I was still feeling other people's emotions and thoughts. And it takes me that long to shift into that. And people don't do that, right? We have our phones. 
computer. We have so much stimulation. Are you giving yourself the space to think for yourself, to tune into how you really feel? And there's just so much energy exchange, you know, like something that will change your life is if you just start to clear your energy field every day, right? When this could be meditation. I mean, I teach people just simple techniques, like in the morning, like setting up energy protection, right? Setting intention with what you're allowing in, clearing your field at the end of the day. These are things, you know, taking a bath, cutting your cords, washing with salt, clearing off other people's energy will shift everything for you. And I'm somebody who struggled with, you know, I was like diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I had clinical depression for most of my life. I tried literally everything. I mean, I was, I was, they told me I was SSRI intolerant. I went through every single fucking SSRI in existence. And they were like, well, I guess these just don't work for you. My view on mental health issues is very different uh, because I see it from an energetic perspective. And a lot of anxiety is misalignment. It is being around people that aren't a vibrational match. It's picking up on other people's energy and taking responsibility for the energy. It's just too much. It's just too much stimulation. And there's a lot of value in clearing your field and really like tuning in of like, okay, how do I feel when it's just me? Mm -hmm. Most people don't know what that's like. They don't. Yeah. They don't get quiet. Enough. Yeah. And it's also like not being afraid to go within and seeing like the energetic blocks that are within yeah. you based yeah. on like, obviously your childhood and everything that you go through. Yeah. Oh my God. Honesty, honesty with yourself. You know, I just did a podcast the other day, like about vulnerability and curiosity and because this conversation has come up a lot recently and I'm like a deeply curious person. I'm like obsessed with people and learning about them and knowing why they are the way they are. I just love it. And, but that starts with curiosity about myself. There's not much, it's extremely rare for somebody to say something to me or point something out to me that I don't already know about myself. Like I know my shadow, I know my flaws, I know my wounds. Uh, and that allows me to be deeply curious about everybody else, you know, because I'm, I'm curious about myself first. And that is one of the things when people ask me about, like people ask me, how do I open my intuition? How do I open my psychic gifts? How do I become a, like a stronger energy healer? You know, a lot of people, cause I, I do trainings for energy healers and intuitives and the truth, the truth, pe- people want me to give them an, I'm like, I can give you an exercise. That shit doesn't matter. It's it's about the personal work. It's about like, how willing are you to go really deep within yourself and look at your shadow? How willing are you to really understand yourself and go into those dark places to heal that trauma, to do the inner child work? Like that, that's the truth of what opens up your intuition. It is looking at those places. The thing is that to, to be an accurate intuitive, you have to be comfortable with the frequency of truth. And that frequency is very triggering for people because we are surrounded by lies. We are surrounded by so much bullshit. So many people spewing shit. That's just not true. Lying to ourselves, all these little white lies. Oh, I feel okay. All the places that we gaslight ourselves and other people, right? We're actually not used to, most people are not used to that, that vibration of truth, which is why when you see somebody so embodied and speaking their truth so confidently, a lot of people get really triggered right? Or when somebody calls you out or says something that hits you like, oh, I'm really triggered because they just shined a light on something that you didn't want to see, right? We are not very comfortable with that frequency, but to be an accurate intuitive and to really open up to more information, you have to get really freaking comfortable with truth. Because if I'm tuning into something, what I'm able to receive is I'm only able to receive what I'm open to receiving, right? So if I have this block within me where I'm afraid of truth, 
I'm not going to receive truth. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. And so that's why the, the real work to be, I mean, and channeling is a whole other conversation with the level of surrender, but it's like, I have to really put my ego aside and be open to my, my paradigm shattering. If I am tied to a story, if I'm tied to a belief, if I'm very emotionally attached to something, I won't be able to receive accurate information because part of being a channel, being an intuitive is I have to be really open to the craziest shit might be true. And if I'm tied to, to a story of like, this is the truth, right? I'm going to be filtering through that lens and I won't be able to receive all of the information. And that's why most people are very blocked with Mm -hmm. receiving things about themselves. It's like, here's a classic example. It's like meditating on, should I stay in this relationship or not? (laughs) If you're afraid of truth, like if you're afraid of the truth, you're not going to, you're not going to be open to receiving the truth of like, get the fuck out. Right. You're going to keep getting all these stories. You're going to keep hearing your ego. Right. So Or if you're like really tied to wanting to be together, you're only going to see through that lens. Exactly. Right. You're going to be looking for, you're going to interpret things from the lens of what you want to happen versus coming from a place of neutral. And so for me, the whole process was like, and this is, this is what allows me to be curious about myself and other people. It goes back to that non-judgmental thing of like, I'm just like viewing everything as neutral. Like it all just is. And so that that then allows me to be curious about it and allows me to go deeper into it. But if I think about things I've explored within myself about, I don't know, maybe things I've done in the past that I'm not super proud of or happy with, and I'm like judging myself, I'm not going to let myself go deeper into it. I'm not going to admit that that was something that I need to heal or move through. Right. And it's, we were talking about this earlier. It's like, I had to really face a lot of traumas that I didn't want to label as a trauma. I didn't want to admit affected me as much as they did, or I just didn't want to go back into. And if I'm still like, if I'm pushing that away, I'm blocking my healing. And so I just had to be curious and be like, like view it as a, as a neutral outsider, as a third party observer. I'm like, this is interesting, right? How does this affect little Christina and take myself out of it? And that allowed me to go deeper into it and really like see the truth of what was there. And for me, like truth truth sets you free always. And I'm somebody where I'm like, I don't sugarcoat things because I don't understand the desire to stay in illusion when it's holding you back to me. It's like, tell me, tell me the truth. Even if it hurts, it's like, it's healing. It's going to be healing big picture, right? I don't, I don't, it's, it's shocking to me. I know so many people who would prefer to stay blissfully ignorant And if that's what feels good for you, that's fine. To me, I like to get shit done and create bigger things. And when you're in alignment with truth, life moves quickly. You want to manifest quickly. You want to be really tapped in intuitively, align yourself with truth. And I'm like, let's not waste any time. Like, I just want to know the truth of what is. And that's why I make decisions really quickly. That's how I'm very confident in when I'm releasing that or doing this. And so much of my life, everybody thinks I'm jack shit crazy. They're like, you just built that whole thing. You're tearing it down. Why are you doing that? It makes no sense in your business. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm getting the clear guidance. And, uh, the truth is this isn't feeling good for me. My brain might be telling me this is really smart. This is going to make me more money. This is going to serve X, Y, Z. My brain is telling me that my body is telling me something different. Or my, my, my higher self is saying, go this direction. I have to listen to that because there's, there's a bigger picture that my ego can't see, but my soul can. And so that ties back to learning to listen to your soul. Yeah. I saw this quote once that hasn't changed me forever. And what you just said, like talked on it 
so clearly it's follow what feels good. Yeah. Like life is just simple. all about following what feels good. It's such a mind fuck because I feel like for so much of my life, I was in, <laughs> I was in the belief, like it has to be hard. And if it's not hard, it's not worth it. And I was praised for how hard I could work and how hard I could, like how much I could overcome. And to me, if it was too easy, it felt like it was a trick. Right. And then I remember really contemplating that when I was really going through my brain rewiring process and thinking like, do I want to believe that though? Like, do I want to believe that my life has to be hard or do I want to believe that like it's meant to be in flow? And why is it that I think that I can't be happy? And I, I, these were like deeper questions of, you know, I grew up Catholic and I, I had a lot of issues with the church and just kind of complaining, like, like, why are we here? Like, where do we come from? Like exploring the ontological argument. Like I was super into philosophy and, uh, I'm like, I, there was something deep within me that was like, I refuse to believe that I'm here to suffer forever. Like I refuse to believe that I was plopped onto this planet to hate my life. I just, I, I will not accept that. Yeah. <laughs> I will not accept that. And that's also that mindset is also what kept me fighting for my health. When I felt like everybody else gave up on me, I was like, I literally refuse to believe like I will not accept as my reality that I was placed here to be sick forever. And so many people tie into that belief, you know, and that really hit ahead with Lyme. Like that was kind of like my last straw because so many people, when they have Lyme, they feel like it's like they tie, they they attached to this story of like, you're going to have it forever. You're going to struggle forever. And I'm like, I just, at that point, I was like, I do not accept that as my reality. And we're not absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> and fuck so, that. so I healed really quickly. And it was a lot of my friends at the time had also found out they had Lyme, you know, at this point I had been through a lot worse things, honestly. And it was just like the cherry on top. It was a final diagnosis I got where I was like, fuck everything logical. I'm going at this completely intuitively like neural reprogramming. I was like, I'm not doing anything that all these people are telling me to say, I'm not doing this. And I had a lot of friends who also were going through Lyme and everybody was like very triggered by my approach. Like what you're not doing antibiotics, you're not doing this. You're not. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you can do that. But like, I mean, no offense, but I'm like, I just healed this in a matter of months and you've been struggling for how many years? Like yeah. there's something here, you know, I'm not saying what worked for me is going to work for everybody, but like, I knew what I needed. I knew what, and I'm like, and so often in health and we do this in business, we do this in relationships. We're just doing different versions of the same shit. I'm like, how many times am I going to do a different version of a low carb diet with supplements? How many times am I going to do like a different version of this codependent relationship just with a different person, right? Like we keep doing the same shit again and again, it's just manifesting differently until we learn the lesson. Totally. And we do that in business. We do that in relationships. And we, uh, we wonder why do I keep attracting this in? You haven't shifted the energy. You haven't learned the lesson. Yeah. And I think <laughs> the biggest lesson I feel like I took away from your book, which we haven't even tapped into, <laughs> <laughs> which is we need to get into yeah. after this and you need to explain like, cause I think a lot of people that are listening don't even know what a channeled book is. Yeah. So we need to go into that. But what I want to talk about too, is just that we think it needs to be hard yeah, and it just fucking doesn't. And it's like a subconscious program that like, do you want it to be hard? Because, you know, sometimes we're forcing it to be harder just because the, the hustle's glorious mm-hmm. and the struggle is glorious. And it's like all glorified being an entrepreneur and all about, you know, the struggles you had to overcome to get there. Mm-hmm. Is it though? Here's the thing that people don't want to tell you. <laughs> it's not. I have worked with a lot of entrepreneurs and 
even before I worked with them, like in the capacity I do now, meeting a lot of these people I held on a pedestal and seemed like they had perfect lives, like through just my position, like when I lived in LA and the the groups I was in and with my podcast and the, the parties I went to and the jobs I had, I met a lot of people and I was like, wow, people hate their lives. People hate their lives. And these same people that are getting on podcasts and I'm listening to on a podcast, uh, saying like, you know, glorifying the struggle essentially and what it takes. And then I'm, and, and it takes, you know, this much work and this much effort to create this life that I've made. And then I'm talking to them and they fucking hate their life. And I'm like, well, then what's the point? Yeah. What's the point, you know? And so people don't see behind the scenes and most people don't want to admit. And that's the thing. It's like, it's a classic, like it's kind of like school or parents. It's like, well, I struggled to get here. So you need to struggle too. You need to go through that growth experience too. Like I had to walk through the snow every day. So you need to walk through the snow too. It's like, no, I don't. <laughs> right. Uh, or, well, I had, I went to college and struggled with XYZ and I went to medical medical school. And so you need to, to like parents do this all the time with their kids. Um, and I think a lot of people, you just in business have that, have that kind of mindset. And it's not that things aren't hard, right. I've gone through a lot of hard things in my life, but there's a difference between like being consistently on a path of resistance the whole way through and making it way harder than it needs to be versus being in alignment and coming across challenges that are meant to expand you and teach you bigger lessons and show you your strength and make you better. Yeah. And it's also redefining what hard is. Cause if it's like your passion, then yeah. it's so fun and you're, you're, really in alignment. And yes, it's like challenging, but it, like you said, it's so expansive. Yeah. And this is, this is the thing. I mean, it's such a nuanced conversation that I really enjoy having. Everybody works a bit differently. Right. And so my whole life, people have always looked at me and they're like, how do you do so much? Like, or people will tell me I'm burning myself out or I'm working too hard. or I'm hustling too hard. I'm like, I'm like, so fucking pumped. I don't want to stop. Like I have, I'm a generator. Right? I have endless energy when I'm in alignment. And so what might look like hustle and grind to you, or like, you might be projecting on, Oh, I would hate my life like that. I might fucking love because this is my passion. Right. I think about the hours I, I used to work and like from the outside, people are like, how are you? Like you're killing yourself. And I was like, I was, I was having so much fun. Like I had endless energy for that. Right. So it's like, you don't always know what that person's experience is through that process. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa. There are some people who are working like crazy, unnecessarily creating more work than even needs to be done. Um, and kind of glorifying it and they hate their lives. So it's like, you don't necessarily know what that person's experience is. No. Okay. So Christina's book, (laughs) let's get into it. Let's get into it. Because I've, when I, after I finished reading it, I mean, like I texted you and I've read a lot of books on manifestation, but like this one hits different. Oh, like, I don't know. I feel like the lessons were speaking directly to me and they were everything that like I needed to hear in that exact moment when I read it. And a lot of it explained to me my whole life of just like the reasons why certain things happen. So first, like break it down. What is a channeled book? Yeah. (laughs) Entail. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I know it's a little, it's a little different. Um, so the book was written basically when I'm channeling, um, I, So, so let's say I'm in an energy healing session with Teal and I call forward her guides. And when I'm in an energy healing session or intuitive session, I'm basically relaying what her higher self or her spirit guides are saying. 
So that's kind of how that works there. But I do another form of channeling called trance channeling, where I essentially like step aside and I'm kind of, I'm not like blacked out, but I'm like off somewhere. And, uh, they'll either use my voice or my hands to type and it's just going, I don't necessarily know what's coming through, but they're essentially like using me to communicate. And so that's how the book was written. So I'm essentially, it's like, I'm basically scribing what the guides are, are saying. And for me, that that's how I do so much just exploration of the world. I'm a very deep thinker. And I, this is one of the reasons why I love channeling is tuning into these other beings, which I know might sound weird if you're new to this, but I mean, trust me, I thought this was all weird until I experienced it. And I'm just like, well, what do you think about this? And just getting these different perspectives that are so beyond the human experience. It's so outside of ego. It's like, whoa, that's a higher perspective. And I'm just in curiosity and like what here is helpful and what's not mm-hmm. right. And so the, the guides have been so important for me and my own personal expansion and growth. And I mean, they're, this is how I live my life. I, I tune into these higher levels of consciousness or, or beyond ego or beyond judgment. It's like, why would I ask my friend for their advice when they have their own wounds, their own ego, their own judgment, their own bias, when I can like literally speak to my higher self or my spirit guides that are here to like make things easier for me. Well, if I have access to this information where life can be way fucking easier, why would I not ask? And right? everyone has, access, everybody has access, by the way, like everyone has spirit guides, everyone yeah. has the capability <laughs> to tune in and ask them versus outside world. Yeah. So the book is channeled through, um, an energy I work with, they call themselves the monarch being and very expansive, uh, very high frequency. And it feels like divine. It basically feels like there's a vortex of energy flowing through me. So it feels like I'm an electric, like I'm a rod and a current is moving through me. Um, it feels like pure love. It feels like ecstasy. It feels like, it feels like that, like, it's like orgasmic. It's like that kind of just pure, like, right. Um, and yeah, I've been trained in this, right? I know what I'm doing. <laughs> How long did it take you to write it? Um, so I set aside two weekends. It took me probably about two and a half days total. Uh, I did it over two different weekends and they, I wasn't really pushing it, right? So I I wrote um, over here in San Diego, I went to a condo and I wrote like that Friday night and then part of the day Saturday. And then I went to Sedona a month later and I wrote um, for like one evening and then half the day the next day. So yeah, I didn't want to like push it. You know, I was, it was a really fun experience. And I, I basically just like tapped out and let them go type it. And then I sat on it (laughs) and I just was trying to avoid it, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) and I was trying to avoid it and I like knew the book needed to come through, but I was like, Oh shit. Like it's here. Like it's a very, this has been such a vulnerable thing for me. Cause I'm like, I like I am the last person I ever expected to to do this kind of shit. Like you know what I'm saying? And I've always like known I was gonna write books. I've always wanted to write books, but there was kind of this like ego thing of like, I don't want my first book to be like not me, right? Um, but it is me, it is me. It's like I wrote it, but it's like their words and so much of what I teach. I mean, what I teach is like what I've learned from them that's worked, right? So it's like it makes know. sense. Yeah. Right. And so and like, you're bringing it to the world. Yeah. So and I know like I'm, I can do that. Right. Like I think of how the, the, 
I built really thick skin over everything that happened to me. Um, for me rather with all my chronic illness stuff and just how public that was. And I had a lot of big media outlets saying different things about me. And I just built a, I built thick skin through a number of experiences in my life. And I was like, I can handle this, right? Like, uh, bringing this forward. And I, and I also know I'm one of the reasons why I'm supposed to bring it forward, um, is because I'm much more relatable than a lot of other channels. Like, and I don't mean that, hopefully that you understand where I'm coming from that, but it's like, I'm pretty fucking grounded. And if I don't bring up that I channel, most people have no idea. Well, not only that too, but I can't think of any channels that are like our age Yeah, in our circle of like, you know what I mean? Like someone who would be like in a friendship circle that we're in, like, it's more of the old school people that come to mind mm-hmm. where like, I'm so grateful they exist, but they're not someone who would, I would relate to personally. Well, I just feel like a lot of people who do this work, like it's not help. It's not tangible. I'm like, okay, you told me about like the Arcturians. Like, how is that helping me? Right. I'm yeah. Like, and I'm very much the reason why I love intuition is it's like, how can we apply this practically so we can create some cool shit. Mm-hmm. And I like to connect with people who are big thinkers, big dreamers, like really want to change the planet in a positive way. People who have access to resources and there are a lot of people that open themselves up to spirituality after talking to me who never would have in any other capacity because they respect me as a person. And often it starts with, they talk to me about business, right? So somebody could talk to me about business and be like, oh shit, she knows what she's talking about. And then they trust me. And then when I'm like, oh, I'm super spiritual, like, oh, okay, well maybe there's something here. Mm-hmm. Right. It's and like so expansive. Yeah. It's, it's like this, it's okay. like this doorway in versus if I'm like floating in the clouds and, you know, With like purple hair yeah, and like right? look like a hippie. Yeah. You know, like- so I can, like, I can talk like someone who's not spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, totally. Uh, you are really, it's, very it's integrated. It's, it's totally integrated. I'm like totally normal person. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I think people have these illusions or like what it means to be spiritual. I'm like, I mean, I'm just a total goofball, right? Um, I'm just me. I'm who I always have been. Right. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, I sat on the book for a while and then everything in my life just kind of paused and I was getting really annoyed because my life moves really quickly. I mean, you know, it's like every day, like what happened? My, like, I feel like my life is a reality TV show. It's like crazy shit happens all the time. And I can feel when the energy stops, I'm a really fast manifester. And when the energy is just like stopping, I'm like, what? what the hell? Like, I like things moving quickly and I'm used to things dropping in all the time. And I was like, what's going on? And they just were like, nothing's going to move until you put the book out. Like we literally, this book came through you. It's your responsibility to bring it forward. And I, I had to do just like a lot of work around. Um, I had a lot of fears, right? I think was like the fear that was holding you back from putting it out there. It was just like a next level of like coming out. (laughs) like coming out of the spiritual closet in a different way. Like to me, being an energy healer, being an intuitive, like that is all fine. Like channeling the way I channel, it's not super common. And, and I just, it's something that's so sacred to me because it has brought so much healing to me. And it's, I understand the, the art, right. And I have, because I've shared so much of my life so publicly, I'm like very aware of people inserting their opinions. And I just feel like such as this sacred experience where I'm, I was like, I don't want to let anybody in. Cause I don't want anyone to like, fuck this up for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just want this to be my sacred thing, you know? And you know, there were, uh, it's just kind of like here it's front center. Everybody. I, I channel in this way and it's a lot more socially acceptable to be, for me to tell you, be like, Oh, your spirit guide is saying this versus like me 
like them speaking through me. Got it. Um, and so it was just my own stuff. Yeah. It was just my own stuff. And just a next level ego death, because again, like, I mean, this is part of my path, right? This is part of like my, my expansion of I'm the last person anybody would expect to do this kind of thing. And that's true of most trans channels. If you look like some at somebody, um, like Chiron, who's an engineer, or I mean, Esther Hicks, like Abraham, like these are people where it's like, you never would expect it. And, but that's why it happens. Like mm-hmm. that, that's why it happens, you know? So, um, you know, still, I would say just like deeper programming and, and fear of judgment and still op- like still thinking about what people think of me and, uh, just like the level of, I don't know. Right. Like, will people get it? And I've kind of always had that feeling. I mean, this wound has come up in many different areas of my life in different like capacities, but I've always kind of had this wound of people will understand me. And I felt that way as a kid. Like, I just always felt like people don't get me. Uh, I don't think anybody will really get me. Can anybody really see me deeply? Can anybody really like meet me here? And it was a chip on, on my shoulder of like, just assuming this was a story I had. It was a limiting belief of like, people won't get me. People Mm -hmm. just won't get me. And I had to really like face that of like, where else is this showing up in my life? And I realized it wasn't about, I mean, it wasn't even about the book. Like, I don't really give a shit. Like, I'm like, that's my mission, right? That's fine. It was actually about, I was seeing that show up in romantic relationships and friendships of like, where am I blocking myself from receiving love or letting people really see me? Because I'm just assuming people won't get me. I'm just assuming that people are going to think it's too much. Like I'm really deep. I'm really vulnerable. I'm, I love hard. I love big. And I've also had a lot of people who can't fully receive that energetically tell me like, it's too much. I can't take it. Right. Or it's like, this is triggering. They're not my people. Right. And so I had to just really come to, to peace with that and realize like, but look at all this evidence I have of people in my life who like do see me, who do get it. And I've had so much evidence in my life of people who I wouldn't think would get it and are so open to it. And that's one of the things that gives me a lot of confidence, um, is I don't know anybody that hasn't had spiritual experiences there. Everybody who makes fun of it. I'm like, I'll let me talk to you and I'll show you that you're psychic, right? Most people just don't have anybody to talk to about it, or they think they're crazy. And it's, an experience they're trying to push away from themselves because they can't comprehend it. So then they start like judging or making fun of it, whatever. It's just all of that stuff, you know? And for me, it really paralleled when I first started my business. Um, when I just decided to be an entrepreneur, I mean, I started my business when I was in college and I had everybody in my life tell me I was throwing away my life. I was throwing it away. What, what are you doing? You're so smart. Like, you can do X, Y, Z. You're just going to be in a box on, I'm like, really? I'm going to be a box on the fucking street. No, I'm not right. Like people, everybody tell me I'm, I'm crazy. And I had, and I started to build my business and things, you know, were going like in the right direction. And I was putting myself out there and I had so much judgment and so much hate and people teasing me and making fun of me. And I was like, I'm just going to keep on going. Cause I like this. I feel this is right. I know what's right. And when I really reflected on that, I would just look at, I was like, so afraid of judgment. And then I would face it. And I'm like, looking at this person, I'm like, who is this person that's teasing me right now? This, this person is what 35 living at their mom's house and doesn't have a job. And they're going to tell me like, they're going to make fun of me for my online business. Like shut the fuck up. And by the way, can we also go into like the success that you've seen just so people can know that it works like, and let's 
if you're open to being transparent about yeah. like numbers, cause I think it's super expansive. I'm just like, yeah, showing, totally. I mean, that. the first, um, couple years, I mean, I wasn't making that much, but I was, I really, I mean, I had to, I like had to make money to pay for all my medical expenses, you know, it was a lot. Um, and so I would say like, I mean, it, it, it grew pretty quickly and I was stuck. I remember like, I think the first, first year it was like, I didn't make much money. And then it was like, 60, 70 K. And then I was like stuck right at hundred K. And when I started really doing the energy work the next year, I made, it was like 500. And then within a couple of months, I like really opened it up and I, I, you know, made over a million in a year. Um, so it's like, I had, you know, made, I had a seven figure year before I was 25, which is I think pretty good, right. For like someone like, and most people in the coaching space, like the coaching space don't do that. Right. And so it's like, I wasn't a million over five years. It was a seven figure year. Right. Like, um, and I shared that because I was like, that's what's it's possible. Right. And I'm a living example of it. And it was almost unbelievable for, for me, but I was just applying all these energetic principles, um, really understanding business energetics and the energetics of money, um, and doing a lot of my self-healing work. And I'm also really good at what I do, to be honest. Like I know what I'm talking about, right? I'm not like full of shit. <laughs> um, if I was full of shit, the business wouldn't grow. So, um, I know how to build a business, right. And I, I built it in different ways. And when I was trying really hard and doing everything logically, it was just felt like resistance. Um, so I know how to make money. Right. Um, and and then yeah. you kind of like branched out to doing multiple courses and yeah. multiple online businesses. And yeah. now you have like seven different revenue streams. So. <laughs> I have a lot of, yeah, I, well, when I was nine, I remember like when I was 19, I heard on a podcast because I had in my ear, everybody like, you're going to throw your life away. And I was like, how do I set this up? So I'm fully self-sufficient. And I also had a lot of money. I had a lot of like ties to money where my relationship with money was so fucked because I felt like, where is this? I had learned that money was a way that people controlled me. And so I wanted to be very self-sufficient so nobody could control me. Um, and I heard on a podcast, if you want to be an entrepreneur and be stable, make sure you have at least five income streams. So I thought, all right, minimum five. And then I had way more, right? So my business looked like, um, my business when I first started was I had clients, I did an online program. I did multiple eBooks. It was when I did my eBooks that I realized, oh wait, I could scale something here. Um, I had multiple eBooks. I did beauty counter. I had affiliate. I had podcast sponsors. Um, what else, what else did I have going? I, I mean, when I was in college, I used to make money doing, uh, makeup and hair for like weddings and proms and things like that. So I had just like all kinds of things going on. And then when I graduated, um, I had, I had like another job, but I added in more programs and, you know, it's, it's, I have, I mean, I've made over like 10 different courses. We have, um, the podcast connector now, which is a company that connects guests to podcasts. So basically like we, instead of doing cold pitching, we get to know all of the shows on our roster and we make aligned matches. And that just came from, I was kind of already naturally doing that. And I understand the podcast space deeply. I've been in it for over six years and everybody hates cold pitches. And nowadays it's like, I mean, I just hate it. People pitch themselves to my show all the time. And it's like, no, thank you. Right. So we have a podcast connector. I have uh, BRCC, which is brain rewiring certification course where we train coaches in 
um, neural reprogramming for their clients, right? I have no BS biz school. I have my high 70 energy healing certification. Um, we have all the affiliate, we have all the podcast stuff. Um, I we're starting courts, which is all the products, you can right? Get the point. Like, yeah, geez. you get the point. Like I have a lot of things going on and I love it. Right. Yeah. And it. it's not like you're hustling yourself too thin because you're passionate and this is how you generate your energy. And like, this is your zone of genius is yeah. doing things. When I'm like aligned, I have creating. endless energy. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. Back to the book out of like all of the different lessons, excerpts, like everything that came through to you, is there anything that like sticks out the most where you're like, this speaks to me, this is what like I needed to hear, or maybe not this moment or like for everyone as a collective. There are a couple of things that come to mind. I mean, a lot of the stuff that like hits you so hard, it's, it's nothing you don't know. It's just like the way it's said. And it's like, Oh, that's a, that's a call out. That's a call out. And I remember there's, I mean, I think I, it was, I had read the book like 15 times and I, I texted my assistant and there was like a line I read and I was like, it hit me. I'm like, is this whole book, like a giant, like subtweet at me. And it was, I forget the exact line, but it was basically like, (laughs) the point was, how do you think you're going to manifest easily if you're not showing all of yourself and who you really are? And I thought, where I'm divided right now in my life is like, I'm still holding on to all of these things that my ego wants because other people accept it more. And who I really am is this like fucking woo woo, like channel. <laughs> and there was still a piece of me that like was afraid to fully show all of that. And even in like my content, like I was just like hiding. And I was, it was essentially around like, where are you hiding? And I'm like, fuck, I am hiding (laughs) in certain places. And I had to be really honest. I'm like, if I'm dedicated to being as magnetic as I can be, I can't hide at all. There can't be any bit of myself that I'm doling down. And I thought, where am I doling myself down? Where am I like minimizing this? Where, and I, I had to be really honest. And I was like, there are pieces of myself that I am hiding. And I also in, in relationship. Right. And that's been one of the hardest, that's like my Achilles heel, like romantic relationships and like being all of myself and like really believing somebody can see me so deeply, you know? And so I realized where I hold myself back because like, I'm just assuming I'm deciding for somebody else. Right. So where am I doling myself down? Um, and it was just so simple. I'm like, of course, of course, things aren't going to be moving as much as I want. If I am doling my signal in any way or not showing all of myself or hiding in any which way, you know, some of the the other pieces though, that I, I was, I really wanted, like, I had questions that I was like, how are you going to approach this? And one was around something that I've always really struggled with is like, why, I mean, like, why do we suffer, you know, suffering? And they address that in the book. And that's something that from a young age, I really struggled with. Like, I've always been really sensitive. I was a kid, like, I mean, if I, if I saw a scene on the, like, if I saw, if I heard something on the news or watched a scene in the movie, like I wouldn't sleep for months it, it, and I just would cry and be like, why are people so mean? You know, I just couldn't understand it. And so like, what is, what is the point of suffering? And also what's this interplay between like, you know, like we have this larger plan and there's this like destiny, but also what about free will? Right. And what about like, am I everything that I'm attracting in? is that all about me? Like, is everybody in my mirror? Like if I attract in something where I'm deeply suffering, like somebody hurts me, right? Like somebody very much hurts me. And this is like fucked up. Like, did I attract that? Did I believe that you did? So it's in that case scenario. Well, I think about, I think about 
let me think about a specific situation, like, like deeper traumas I have where I felt very, um, unsafe. I felt like physically unsafe. Did I track that in? Um, yes, I did. Because you had trauma. You didn't like work. So I think about like one example, it's like, I, I mean, I 100% manifested my chronic illness. Right. And I think about like my body shutting down. I was like, why me? Why are you doing this to me? Um, I mean, I attracted that. And I asked for it. I asked to find my purpose. I asked for something bigger. I asked to be shown what was the point of everything. Right. I asked for, for, for purpose. And that catapulted me into it. It was really dark getting there. It was really dark getting there, but I asked for it. Right. I think about times when I like, you know, felt physically unsafe, did I attract that in? It wasn't me like manifest thinking like, Oh, I hope I have this. And it wasn't the, the point they make is it's, I mean, and this is triggering, right. But it's like, it's not attracting isn't deserving. Right. But there's this interplay between where is my energy field open to something or where am I meant to expand into something bigger? Right. And then also free will of other people. Right. And these contracts that we might not like, but we might have with somebody, you know, and the strongest people I know and the people with the biggest missions and the people who are here to speak up, speak truth, like shake shit up and have a positive impact. They're pushed to their depths. Right. I think about the friends I have. These are like real game changer, like game changer people who are really positively shifting the planet and like they have heavy trauma, like they're pushed to the brink because that shows you your strength and shows you what you can overcome, you know? And so was it attracting it in of like, it's not deserving it, but it's like, what was my field available for? Where, where was I, right? What was that contract? Why did we have to have that? And sometimes it's like the heaviest situations, the the most intense things in the moment. Yeah, it sucks. And it's not, it's not okay. It doesn't make it okay. Right. But I think about things I've gone through like now, and I think about, wow, I mean, I am the person I am because of that, right. That showed me my strength that, that taught me such deep, so many deep lessons. Um, and sometimes it takes a long time. We've talked about this. It's like, holy shit. It's like all long game. You don't realize how things are playing out months, years before. And I mean, there are experiences I had when I was like seven years old that I'm like, whoa, I'm, I'm literally seeing how this is serving me right now. At the time it felt like not good, you know? So it's a very interesting conversation. And I think for me, like that distinction and when they're like, it's not deserving, right? But there's this, there's this interplay between if you are ready to step into your next level, I mean, you're going to be, you're going to be pushed somewhere. Right. And so there's going to be something, yeah, that forces you to step into your, into your strength, into your, like, I can, I can do this. I can overcome this. Um, and that's uncomfortable. It's like stretching a rubber band. Right. But I really, I believe that we're never given anything we can't handle. Right. And so when I have faced situations where I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, the universe isn't giving me this. Like it's giving me this because I, I can do it. And there's a greater purpose. Yeah. There's a bigger purpose that we can't always see in, in the, the moment. moment. This just came to me because I feel like this happens or people say this to me a lot and I'm curious how you would answer it for the people who are, you know, that say, well, I don't know if I believe in manifestation or law of attraction. Cause like you can't just like attract things. Like you have to go out there and do it. And it's like, you know, you have to go out there and actually execute. Like, what would you 
How do you approach that? You do have to execute manifestation, man, hand. You, that's how man, you co-create. And there have been so many things in my life where I'm like telling my guides, I want this to happen and nothing's happening. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, you have to do some shit. Like you can't just like sit there and like think like you have to co-create. I think a lot of people right? think manifestation is just like saying it and expecting it to plop in your lap. Well, you have, it's like, okay, you set the intention, you align with that happening. And then you act in alignment with that happening. Like you vibrate, you show up vibrationally. When I shift my energy to be that, which I want to attract, I I'm taking action. That's in alignment with me already having that thing. And so I'm co-creating and maintaining that vibration, right? If I'm not taking any action, I'm not maintaining that frequency of me already having what I want. Right. So if I'm deciding like, oh, this year I'm like, I was like, okay, I'm going to go from 200 K this year to seven figures. I had to fucking show up as somebody that made seven figures. I had to take action in alignment with that. Cause I had to be a vibrational match for it. So I had to, I had to shift. Right. And I had to think, okay, me that already makes this much money. What am I doing? My business decisions were completely different. Right. And when people are like, I don't know if I believe in that. I'm like, you can say what you want, but that doesn't even make any sense because <laughs> it's fucking quantum physics. It's quantum physics. And this is the thing. Like when people put this like science versus spiritual, I'm like, it's the same shit. It, like, that's what I just told my brother. I was like, the reason why, yeah. the reason why I like this is it's like, this is the most concrete thing mm-hmm. I've ever experienced. Like I'm somebody who's very logical, very rational. I need to, I'm like, I like math. I like to see how we got here. Uh, and when I, I, I honestly felt like the world didn't make any fucking sense until I learned about energy. Like I was like, and now I can see where the energy flows. And I'm sure like the way I talk about business, it's like, we have to open up this energy field so that the energy can flow here, right? The same way, like if I'm trying to direct water to flow into this area, I need to like, you know, physics, move things around, open up the space. And it, the world made sense again when I was like, everything is, everything literally is energy. This is science, right? Everything, this table is, is vibrating like a different, a different frequency than this glass. We have everything is energy and this, the it's quantum physics, right? And we have, we're living in this illusion of separation, but it's like, if everything is energy, then, you know, my, my phone is made up of molecules, particles, right? Made up of energy as is that song that I'm hearing. That's also energy as is this food that I'm eating. That's all energy. It's all just energy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so to me, it's like, it's, it's quantum physics and you're manifesting whether or not you realize it. So you might as well figure out how it works. <laughs> like, it's like, if here's the thing, I mean, to be honest, it's like people shoot like that had such sass. This is my issue. It's like, I'm getting heated right again. Now. I no, love it. no, I'm not getting heated. I just like, I'm like, I like to get shit done. I like to make things happen. Right. And I think most people feel that way. It's like, how do we make things happen in our lives? If I have a tool that's right in front of me, it's like, why would I not use it? Why, why would I not use it? And yeah, I don't get if, it. If you want to choose to not use the tools that are right in front of you, you're already, you're already doing it. So you might as well do it consciously. Like, but if you're going to choose that, then please don't complain to me that you don't like your life. <laughs> Like people create their own torture. They create their own torture. They yeah. choose to live in this, in this space where they're unhappy and struggling and frustrated and the drama, the addiction to the drama, the addiction to the struggle. And it's like, if that's how you want to live, that's fine, but take responsibility for it. And like, I lived in that for a long ass time and I was depressed and I was anxious and I felt alone and I was going through this existential crisis and my dark night of the soul. And then I had to one day just be like, Christina, take responsibility for yourself. Like, and, and it was this moment it's probably the darkest moment of my life when I was, I mean, I was, it was a dark night. It was like the worst night of my life. And I remember realizing I was like, 
I'm sitting here waiting for someone else to save me. I'm sitting here waiting for someone. I was so desperate for somebody to be like, Christina, I want you here. I mean, I was suicidal. I was like contemplating. I was straight up contemplating. I was, a, it was a dark fucking day. And I remember just sitting there and being like, I can't believe I am like waiting for somebody to tell me that they want me here or waiting for someone else to save me. Right. And I was getting so frustrated with everybody telling me like, I mean, every doctor just being like, I can't help you. And I just felt so hopeless. And I realized I'm like, I'm waiting around. I'm like, I'm being such a fucking victim. And I thought no one else is going to fight for me. <laughs> so I need to fight for myself. And that was when I decided to take responsibility for myself. And when I decided to take responsibility for myself, my actions and my energy and my reality, that is when I was able to create the reality I wanted. And so when there are things that I don't like in my reality, I have to think about what am I creating? Are my actions and choices in alignment with the reality I want? And people do this all the time. Like, and this is like, I know my, I'm like, I'm just very no bullshit because it's very black and white to me. It's like, you tell me that you want this, yet you're doing this. Is that, is that in alignment with you getting what you want? No. Right. It's like, it's like when people are like, oh, I want, I don't know. I want to lose weight. And it's like, you're going to Taco Bell. I, 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 you're choosing that and that's fine if you want to choose it, but own it. Yeah. (laughs) Like radical responsibility. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to take responsibility. Um, and Again, I might sound, if it sounds harsh, just because like it's direct and the truth sets you free, (laughs) the truth sets you free. And I found like being honest with myself is what allowed me to create what I wanted in my life and to attract in incredible people and deep relationships, um, and just see the world in a completely different way. And I, for so long, I remember just thinking like, I'm always going to be one of those people that's depressed. I remember looking at people around me, like (laughs) I remember just looking at people around me and seeing people laugh, seeing people laugh and smile. And I thought, I think I'm just never going to be someone that like feels happy. Like it felt like I always just had a dark cloud over me and I'd have moments where I'd laugh and smile, but the dark cloud was still there. And it was like, my, my neutral was sadness. My neutral was depression. And I was like that for 20, 21 years. And I remember telling my therapist that, and it was just like heavy. And I thought, I'm just, I just don't think that's in the cards for me this life. I think I'm just always going to have to realize, like, I'm just, I'm just not going to experience that the way other people did. I really believe that. And then I did all this, all made all these shifts and I'm like genuinely so fucking happy. And I'm so grateful. I'm like, I never thought I would be able to, to do this. I never thought I would be one of these people where I like genuinely am very happy. Right. And that doesn't mean like, I mean, I feel my emotions, right. I have sat, I get angry. I feel sad, but it's like, that's a fleeting moment. I don't have that dark cloud over me. It's like the sun is over me. And sometimes we have times when it rains, but like that's acute versus chronic. Right. And I just share that because if anybody's listening and they feel like, you know, like, where are you deciding that you're, that's just how you're going to feel like you can create something different but you have to decide that for yourself because nobody else can do it for you. Wow. That was some major wisdom drops. Like, <laughs> let's just sink that in for a second. Wow. I love this conversation. Was, I could talk for hours. What was um, your favorite part of the book? I mean, I had so many, but probably the biggest one, like my biggest breakthrough mm-hmm. was that I was programmed to believe that it had to be hard. Yeah. And like on how I built this, all the podcasts I was listening to, 
the struggle was glorified. Yeah. And I was just like, I have to, it has to be so challenging. I have to overcome all these obstacles to make myself feel like credible to sit at the table and like yeah. worthy of like the achievement in the end. And it makes, makes me go back and forth because it's like, yes, I was in my, like, I was so passionate. I believe so wholeheartedly in this vision, but it was like rejection after rejection, after rejection. I was like, is this universe telling me that like, it's not meant to be because I was so discouraged. But then I was like, I'm honestly like having fun doing this. Yeah. And it was building up like the thicker skin. So it's like, eventually, you know, we were like, there was two times we were like, we might have to close this down if we don't start seeing results. And then we'd yeah. get like our first college campus. And then the next time our first hospital or whatever. And it's like little miracles started happening. And then it's like over time you do these pivots and shifts and like the puzzle piece part of the book where it's like, sometimes you have to shift the puzzle. Yeah. Like that, like really resonated with me. And it was like, I don't know, like it makes me like re rewind and connect all the dots. Like, yeah. okay, that's why it happened like that. Yeah. And I think that's, it's such a good example because again, like it's like, there's not a right or a wrong way. And I think a lot of people, when they think about this, they think like, do I either do this the traditional way in the way that makes sense and like struggle and hustle? Or is it this like woo woo manifesting thing? It's like, there's so many paths to get somewhere. Like there are a gazillion paths to get somewhere and something what's meant for you, like will not miss you. Like you will get knocked back on that path again and again. And in those moments where it's like, is this, is this resistance in the sense of, the universe is being like, don't, don't go here. Right. Um, or is it a challenge for me to overcome where I'm growing? It could be either. Yeah. And that's it the part be, you have to discern. It could, it could be either. And there's a level of like, that's the moment you tune in and it's like, tune in and ask your soul, like, is this for me? Like, because here's a, there's a, here's the thing I have built things where I've gotten rejected, 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 but deep, deep in me, I was like, I'm meant for this. Yeah. Right. It's like JK it's Rowling. How many people did she send her fucking book to? Yeah. Right. And like at that moment, if you, if you could, if deep in your soul, you're like, I'm meant for this, but then you're, you're like, oh, well, I'm getting rejected. So I guess it's a no, no, listen to your soul, listen to your soul. But if you are getting rejection after rejection and obstacle after obstacle and deep in your soul, you're like, this isn't aligned, but your ego is like, no, I need to do this so that I'm seen as exactly. respectable or successful. That's where it's your ego trying to force you there. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's where you, you go deeper and you, and you discern. Um, but the thing is that like, okay, let's say you took all of those signs as giving up as well. What if you, what if you got all these rejections and you took all of those signs as this is, this is a no, like the universe is telling me, get off this path and you dropped it. If Vendi is meant for you, maybe you would have dropped it, released all resistance. And then suddenly you get a phone call from someone like, Hey, I heard about this. I, I want to invest in this. Yeah. Right. Like if it was for you, even if you dropped it, something would come in to your reality with the opportunity. Totally. And it's such a different way of living. And I literally did not believe it until I was like, I'm, I'm, I have nothing to lose. And there have been so many things in my life where I'm like, I just, I'm like, everything is in surrender. Like I'm just giving up to the universe. And then I sit back and watch and that's how I experience the magic. Mm -hmm. Like that's where you experience the magic when you literally just like surrender to it and you're like, let it flow, like bring me whatever's for my highest and best, let it happen. And then you watch these crazy ass synchronicities. You watch these people walk into your life and give you all the opportunities, connect you with the right people. Like we were talking about like your total portal, right. Uh, of connecting people 
And I sit back and I watch my life and I'm like, you can't make this shit up. Like you can't, you can't all these crazy asynchronicities, these opportunities that just drop in, in your lap, you know? Uh, well, a point you just made too, yeah. is like in order for you to sit back and watch the magic happen, you have to detach. And that's something I wasn't doing as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I was so attached to like, this has to be successful. And like, I was gripping it so tightly, like I wasn't giving it air to breathe. So it like, I wasn't surrendering. Yeah. And it's like, if COVID didn't force me to surrender, like maybe I would have read the book and it would have forced me a, like yeah. a year later. Yeah. Well, I don't, did you read the bonus chapter? No. Was okay. It? If you leave an Amazon review, you get a bonus chapter. Okay. Also well, I'm, I'm going to um, leave a review. But it's all about, they go deeper into that because that was something that people like ask a lot. It's like, how do I detach, but also stay in my desire? Right. Like, because I still have to be anchored into like, no, this is what, this is what we're doing right? Like I'm creating this. I'm still setting my intention, um, to stay focused. And there are a few things there. One is detachment, like thinking about detachment of like, I'm releasing the how or the when, right. But I'm still clear on if this is for me, this is coming to me, but also if it's not, this is something better. Mm -hmm. So being open to, if it's not, this is something better. Right. But if you being an attachment is like, I require this this exact thing in the way that my ego thinks I want it coming through at this time in this way. Now you're just, you're truly suffocating it versus like universe. I'm asking for this, but I'm also open to something even better than I could have hoped for or imagined or planned. So deliver it to me in whatever way is possible. And I'm also trusting the timeline and the how, and I don't have to figure all of that out. And I'm also desiring this from a place of knowing that even if I do not receive it, I'm still whole, I'm still happy. And my happiness and wholeness and alignment is not dependent on me receiving anything other than what I have right now, because everything that I require is already within me. You see the difference. Mm -hmm. And the analogy that I think is really helpful. And I did a whole podcast about this. I can't recommend it was that podcast that, um, you had posted, like, I had so many entrepreneurs reach out and be like, Holy shit, this blew my fucking mind. Oh, about the ego one. It, no, about the, like how entrepreneurship turned you into your parents. Oh, <laughs> um, and this is something that I see with so many of my entrepreneur clients and what they do is they imagine. So your business has a consciousness, right? And so imagine your business, like, let's like imagine your business is an energy orb. Okay. Like it's, that's the consciousness of your business. Now let's turn that energy orb into like a little child. This is your child. How are you treating your child? Right. Are you being the helicopter parent? That's like, you need to be number one at basketball. And I want you to, you're going to have to be straight aid here. And you're going to go to this college and you're like literally suffocating them, trying to get them to be on your timeline, right? What you want, how you want them to be. And you're not giving them any room to grow and shift and change and follow their own desires and what, what excites them or be who they want to be. Right. And how many kids feel suffocated because they're like, the pressure from the parents or the pressure to be a certain way. Um, you know, this shows up in, in so many, it, whether it's career choices, whether it is sexual orientation, whether it is like style and how they dress, right? Like a lot of people feel really suffocated and they don't feel safe to express themselves or explore what they want because they feel this pressure from parents. It's just an example of like, mom wants me to be this way or dad wants me to be this way or these are the expectations, right? And that's not coming from an ill-intentioned place. It's because the parent wants them to do really well. People project that same energy onto their business. Right. So when I tune into the consciousness of a business, so often I'll be like, dude, your business, like feels like it's never going to be good enough for you. And what does that remind you of? And typically the dynamic that's playing out is the same as what they felt from their parent. Whoa. 
See what I'm saying there? Yeah. <laughs> um, like I've never, never thought about it like that. Yeah. I don't think I've listened to this one yet. You need to listen to it because it'll blow your fucking mind. And this is when, when this comes up with clients, this is the moment where I just, they crack. Yeah. They just start crying. It's like, Hey, yeah. You know, that thing we've been talking about with how mom treated you or how dad treated you your whole childhood and how you felt, you know, suppressed and you felt so much pressure and you felt like you had to be this type A perfectionist to be enough, to do enough. And there's nothing you were ever going to do to be enough. Um, and you're super successful and you still feel like you're not enough. Right. And all of these wounds that have come up and how you're living your life now and how thinking about how anxious you are, right. All the stuff we've been talking about with you and mom and dad, you're doing the same thing to your business. And how does that feel for your business? And then of course, it's not going to be able to reach its highest potential because you're suffocating it. And you're trying to get it to be the way you want it to be based on your ego, right? And your wounds, you're projecting your wounds onto this business the same way your parent is projecting their wounds from their parents onto you. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's crazy. And it's once you just like let go and surrender, yeah. magic yeah. happens. Well, it's like, let the business support you. Stop trying to micromanage it. Let it do its thing. Let it grow in the way it wants to grow, which might be different than how you've already planned from your ego or from your logical brain of how it should be. What if there's something even better and you're suffocating that people block the expansion of their business so often. And the thing is we're always co-creating. So are you co-creating with your business? Are you collaborating with the consciousness of your business or are you suffocating on micromanaging Yeah. and what feels expansive? And, and that relationship is going to mirror another relationship in your life. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's all connected, right? Romantic relationships, friendships. We know everything. It's that everything's all everything connected. Is connected. Oh my God. I love this conversation. Like, I feel like if you haven't read the book, you need to buy it right now. I highly recommend reading it. And here's the thing with the channel text. It's a little bit different because there's the information, but the most powerful piece of it is the energy of it. And it's kind of like energy work, you know? And so just reading it, I know it might sound weird, but just be open to it. Your life will just start to shift. You will just start to shift. It's like, you're like actually receiving it in your body. And people will tell me like my whole body was tingling. Like it literally feels something move inside of me. Like you're getting energy work done. It's really hitting you at that energetic level. And so just allow yourself to be, to receive that, you know, and just watch as things start to shift in your life. Notice as you start to see more synchronicities, as you start to just manifest things in really easily. It's funny. One of my close friends, he's like, doesn't understand any of this. And he read the book and he's like, Whoa, he's like, I literally haven't done anything except I started like writing down what I want to manifest. And I've been manifesting shit left and right. Just oh my from, God. And he's like, I, I swear to God, it's just from this book. I'm like, yeah, it, it can do that. Powerful. So, I mean, you have nothing to lose really. Like nothing to lose. So to lose. <laughs> tell us where can everyone find you and find the book? Yeah. So you can find me at Christina, the channel everywhere. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Christina, the channel. My podcast is Christina, the channel podcast, YouTube, Christina, the channel youtube.com slash Christina, the channel, Christina, the channel.com <laughs> pretty easy to find. And then the book, if you go, you can search it on Amazon. Um, it's at certain stores, mostly in SoCal right now, but we're probably going to expand that, but you go to manifestation mastery The book is called manifestation mastery. <laughs> uh, and you can find out all the information there. And like I said, if you do read it and you leave a rating interview on Amazon, you can get that bonus chapter too, but yeah, I'm excited for more people to read it. Yes. So (laughs) check it out, everyone. I'll list, I'll link everything in the show notes too, but this is amazing. Amazing. I love chatting with you. Thank you. Love you so much. Love you so much. 
Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, please feel free, share it on social, share it with a friend. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and can take a second out of your day to do so, I would be so grateful. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate you all and make sure you remember to keep it real.